You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I'm thrilled to introduce you to Kathleen Reed. Uh, this is an exciting one as we are now actually in real life. So those that are listening on your whatever device you're listening on, uh, and whether it's Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever, great. Otherwise, if you're watching a person, hello, I'm waving uh, my hand, and I have a real person in front of me, which is very exciting. Thank <laughs> and you. And we have for, coffee. We have coffee. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually going tea. I'm a You're tea person. Tea. I'm coffee. Yes. So, Kathleen, yes. you own a PR agency, and and in 2022, um, you know, how long have you had the agency for? Six years. Six years. So, yeah. uh, if you could uh, flash back six years ago yeah. to today, and this is what I find so fascinating: the media landscape. How would you describe uh, the difference between six years ago and 2016 and 2022? I think the amount of touch points that you have with media matters. So like I think of a touch point as it could be a Twitter DM, um, mm. replying to a tweet, it could be an yeah. email, it could be a phone call. You yeah. know, you stumble into someone, they're drinking coffee, you're drinking tea. Yeah. But the amount of touch points before your story, I think there's more of them. So we track all of our data when we're pitching and it's now about three to four touch points often wow. before the story comes out. Wow. So I think that's different. And okay. I, I don't know um, if you would have seen as many touch points. And I think in the last, two years we've been in a crazy media cycle like we've all lived it yeah. we've all lived COVID we're all living in like a war basically yeah. now all yeah. of these things so newsrooms are really pushed and um I, I think they're understaffed but they always have been when there's breaking news mm -hmm. and I think the community and trade publications and podcasts and all these um things that have popped up in the last six years matter more than ever because they're influencing the mainstream news Wow. Yeah. So if we look at like Bell yeah. and, and all the things, like layoffs after, like almost every yeah. three months there's a layoff announcement. Georgia Strait, uh, yeah. the owners are, are struggling, right? Yeah. And so what does that mean for you as a PR you know, agency owner and your team when you watch these reporters and producers uh, or, or even news publications disappear? I think um, there's always new ones popping out, right? Okay. So that's what I kind of think of, like Vancouver Tech Journal. Like yeah. if you look at what William Johnson has done, yeah. he's got a bigger team now, right? He's got two writers on that team. If you look at what Farhan's doing, yeah. right? He's creating a new media group. So I think media companies have to rethink some of it. Mm. But also we as PR practitioners need to think about there is a space for sponsored content. And yeah. you've got to make sure that you are also feeding those engines, right? Okay. So um, before we really would have focused primarily on earned and earned alone, because I think if you have a good pitch, you can still get it in. Yeah. Um, if it's a compelling story, but you have to know when it should be sponsored content for any of these oh, media groups. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of good talent yeah. for PR companies. Yeah. To, to find um, who have exited newsrooms yeah. because of layoffs, yeah. So it's almost instead of the disappearance and maybe the staff, it's a shift. Yeah. And some are going to like the logic. Yeah, which I, exactly. I, I became a paid subscriber of recently. Yeah. And I remember thinking, you know, it, you know, my wife and I, we subscribe to the Globe Mail. Yeah. It comes every Saturday, a, a real physical newspaper. Totally. Um, but the logic, it was, I what happened was it was the third time I got three articles that I, I read the headline and I wanted to read it and I couldn't unless right. I paid. Yeah. And I became that. But it was more than just access now. I'm on like a Slack channel with yeah. the editor. It, it's it's almost like they gave me a whole enhanced experience as a reader. Yeah, they have tons of that, right? And they're giving you briefings. They're yeah. giving you talking points that you could use yeah. um, when you're in the business community. So I think what news groups are doing are changing. And they've got partnerships, right, with Post Media and different groups. So 
um, I think the bigger media houses too have to look for those partnerships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really yeah. neat. Yeah. So if you, uh, you know, are, someone's listening right now and they're like, man, we, we want to earn some media for our business or yeah. one of our clients wants to earn media. Yeah. Uh, what's your advice these days? I think you still stick to the basics. Is it a compelling story? Like, is it first of its kind? Is it, you know, never been done before? Is yeah. it the fastest? Is yeah. there something that's really newsworthy to it? Yeah. And if there is, great, you've probably got a pitch. And then how do yeah. you pitch the reporter? Yeah. Well, you've got to look at that, right? Like, is it... Um, you know, a Sean Silkoff at the Globe and Mail that you're going after? Yeah. Or do you need to place a story with someone like James Matthews at yeah. Vancouver Tech Journal? And I know obviously tech more than yeah, some of, of the other sides of the newsrooms, um, but that's still going to be important. Make sure you're following the journalist on social media, right? Some of those basics still apply um, and then pushing that out and knowing there may be a few more touch points yeah. um, before the story yeah. comes to fruition. I think that that's important for people to remember. Don't get frustrated during yeah. it. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So there's still hope. There's, there's still hope, hope. for you the earned media side of things. Yeah. Okay. I think if it's a good story, it's going to yeah. um, get pick up. I think you've got to look at, is it too ambitious to go to the Globe and Mail first? Yeah. Right? Okay. Is that the place you should go to first? Or do you need some community media or trade publications to pick you up first? Build that um, validity, make sure people know about you, and yeah. then go to more of the mainstream or kind of those tier one outlets yeah. that people might consider them like the client or the person pitching. So when we look at the landscape right now, as far as uh, kind of the outreach, is email still the way or is it tweeting or is it? I think it, it totally depends on the reporter. Okay. Like are they a younger reporter that's yeah. super active on Twitter? Then yeah. you probably want to go on Twitter. I've even used LinkedIn to build relationships with wow. reporters. And some people think, oh, don't go to LinkedIn. That's not the right place. You have to find what's right for that reporter. So you should do your due diligence before you're pitching them. Do they like email? And there's tons of tools that exist. Yeah. and. You know, some people can't pay for the softwares, but yeah. you can usually find how do they want to be pitched? What does their yeah. Twitter bio say? And if you don't know that, you should probably not email pitch them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And the agency owners that are out there, yeah. I, I want to go there. Okay. For you being an agency owner, what has been maybe some of the, the discoveries you've made in this last while of like the role you play? Yeah, I think like my biggest learning in the last two years is to kind of, I feel like I'm a recovering perfectionist. So you don't always need it perfect, nor yeah. does your team. Sometimes yeah. you've got to get to that good enough. And um, we're known to triple check and really make sure we're doing due diligence, particularly for public tra publicly traded companies. But I think um, for the team, just level setting a bit that sometimes you've got to get it out of the door so the client can start looking at the opinion piece. So yeah. that perfectionist energy maybe is not always the best for your team. That's what I've really learned in the last two years. So it yeah. doesn't fully answer your question, but no. it goes there. I think um, for agency owners, it's that people are going to move around too. Yeah. So do what you can for your team, but you can't do everything. Yeah. Um, so if you can give someone a good year, two years of work experience, and then they're better in market as a PR professional, I think that's great because I think some people look at PR and they don't always know the value of it. So if everyone can upskill and level set, that's great for the industry as a whole. So those that are listening or watching yeah. right now that have a Netflix account, yeah, they've seen the TV show yeah. about PR agency, yeah. but, but really that they're a publicity shop, right? Or a totally. publicist, they're publicists. Yeah. So how would you describe, just for, for education reasons, right. do you do what I've seen on Netflix? Is that you? Um, all day, every day? All day, every day? No. There's elements that maybe are like the show, right? Like, And it's probably like lawyers when they watch TV or doctors. Yeah. It's like, that's not all of what you do. Um, I think a lot of what we do is doing strategic communications and communications yeah. coaching, right? Yeah. 
how do you say this? What's the tone and sentiment? For the, for the individuals within yeah, that Yeah, in the company, brand. right? Yeah. So for the spokespeople or, um, you know, let's look at how are you communicating your diversity and inclusion strategy to your employees? There's a lot that goes into it um, yeah. that's more than kind of like the glitz, the glam, yeah. or what you would see, um, you know, covering things up. Sure, yeah. maybe you do something that you're reframing yeah. or you're, you're changing the perception. Um, but it's not like, probably like what you yeah. see on TV. Yeah. Maybe if you're at a lifestyle agency, right? Yes. It could be a little bit different. Yeah. So for when you are doing a pitch for an organization or those that are yeah. listening thinking, well, I want to do, I want to pitch my organization. Do people ever write about the organization or the brand or they, does it always come down to the individuals within it, the, the people within it, the, the founders, the CEOs? I think the people are the spokesperson and they're the story, right? So I, I think that um, like we're can humans will connect to other humans, right? Like that's interesting. So if there's things that you can do about the spokespeople that will connect, like if someone's happy to talk about their personal experiences yeah. as a spokesperson, that makes an interview a lot more relatable and yeah. interesting. So that can help. It's that that kind of connects us and builds. But I think you can pitch in two ways. One around the person, yeah. that can be a great pitch note or more background. This is the company and here are the topics we're interested in covering. So we can oh. talk to you about intellectual um, policy yeah. and we could talk to you about you know taxation yeah. for BC companies whatever yeah. their talking points would be you could dump those in a pitch so I think you could do it either way company specific or person specific does okay. that yeah. answer no totally okay. and, and speaking of which yeah um, for you personally yeah in the role that you play maybe any sort of things that you've made you know, whether you're born with or you know things that you had to go with as totally. an owner and how did you recover from that and what did that look like for you to you know to grow and be a better owner friend person yeah yeah um, well I think I've been pretty candid recently about the fact that I'm legally blind so certain things in my life could, could be more of a challenge or yeah. just they're making day-to-day -day more interesting yeah. um, so that's something that when I had to stop driving, yeah. it was a big deal at first, right? Yeah. Like not being able to drive media out to a site, a construction yeah. opening. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I had to hide that. Hmm. But as soon as I started talking about it, people yeah. open up yeah. about all the other things that they're going through. So I yeah. think that that's actually made it easier okay. once I stopped hiding it or blue ink. Like if someone marks things up on a printout in blue ink, I have to invert it to black so yeah. I could read it because um, I can't see the color blue. So there's lots of different things that just make it interesting and then instead of me thinking about it as like oh my god i'm so you know weak yeah. i have a disability or whatever it's reframing it in your head which is really pr right a lot yeah. of reframing so reframing it to say okay maybe i don't have the best central vision but i've got crazy contrast my yeah. contrast vision is better than most people i would be yeah. like eight out of ten most people are seven out of ten so I can spot like little differences in colors. Yep. So if I'm looking at a deck, yep. I really notice inconsistencies. That's yeah. why I notice little spacing things really quickly. So instead of thinking, oh, this is like my downfall or my yeah. weakness. Oh, this is my strength. Just yep. reframing those things and creating a place where you can talk about what your different challenges may be or barriers. And then yeah. how do you reset those to become your strengths? Yeah. So we do that as a team yeah. all the time. And then... Um, being okay with that uncomfortableness of not knowing everything where you're at in your business or your journey as a person and having conversations even with your team about it. So we're doing um, every two weeks we level up the team. Yeah. So we bring in a guest speaker. We should bring you in. And we talk about any of the things that are challenging that people have gone through. And it could even be in life like, yeah. hey, um, you know, we've had people come in and talk about pregnancy loss yeah. or what it's like to be a woman in business yeah. and how to remove some of the uptalk that people might do. So it really just depends on the topic. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was talking to a group of high school students about going into marketing yeah. and I explained the difference between like brand side, yeah. you can work for one brand and double down on whatever, Lululemon, Herschel. Totally. Or you can go agency side. Yeah. And I was saying if you have any sort of ADD, ADHD, actually having that is, becomes a strength. Totally. Maybe in high school you got criticized or you felt like you were less than, yeah. but it becomes a strength because you're agency side, you're managing, you know, nine, ten different voices, brands. Yeah. So tell me about so um, I have ADHD. My husband has ADHD. Our son probably will have ADHD. Who knows? Um, and I think you don't need to use it as an excuse, but your brain just thinks a little bit differently. So sometimes um, I can be like a little bit sporadic, jump from thing to thing, but that's why I've always loved agency. And I was at an agency before at National that I had done um, in-house being you know, at a large diversified resource company and then um, consulting and, and for some agencies as well. And I couldn't live in a non-agency yeah. or like firm environment. Yeah. It's where my brain works best. Um, and you can take the golden nuggets and capture the connections and connect the dots on all your files, yeah. which I feel like for yeah. people with ADHD, that's so interesting. Yeah. But maybe in school, you obsess over the details. So like yeah. the way it shows up for me is that intense, excessive attention to detail. Yeah. So if I'm working on a deck, I could spend 10 hours on a yeah. deck and not think it's good enough. Yeah. So I've had to shift that in myself and medicate myself. Yeah. So like if I'm medicated, I can get that document out the yeah. door a lot quicker than a day. Like maybe I forget to take, you know, my yeah. meds. I'd be like, oh, like it's not good enough. Yeah. I gotta spend a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but also that excessive attention to detail yeah. has made Switchboard in the company what it is. Yeah. Right? And, and to talk about when was yeah. the day you decided, I'm gonna try the meds, when did you? So in undergrad, when yeah. I was at UBC, I was for, I think in second year, really struggling. Like yeah. I was all over the map um, and I went and did a learning assessment. Yeah. And for the first time in my life, like, oh, this person really yeah. gets me. I'm not, I'm really good at some things yeah. and I'm really, I struggle yeah. in other areas. And um, they had recommended to medicate. The first medication I tried didn't work. So I've yeah. tried a couple. And then when I found one that worked, I was yeah. like, this is magic. Yeah. Like for my brain is clear, concise. Yeah. And I didn't overthink. It moved a lot of the overthinking yeah. out for me, but it shows up so differently for everyone. Yeah. So it would really depend. Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, my, my wife yeah. and my business partner yeah. and my brother all gave hints. They were quite nice, like they were interesting, yeah. they gave hands like, you should try it. Yeah. They always said, just try it for two weeks, yeah. was the thing. So I went and yeah, got a doctor assessment and yeah, yeah got Ritalin prescribed yeah. and tried it and it was, fell in love. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. And like, if you can find, I feel like there's a big stigma with medication. Yeah. And I had it, even people, my close friends and yeah. my close family, oh, you don't need to be medicated. Mm -hmm. You know, you could just do yoga and yeah. make sure you run every day 10 oh. kilometers and you'll be fine. If you need to medicate, yeah. it would be like saying to someone who's diabetic, don't take your insulin today. Yeah. You don't need it. Eat celery. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. if you want to, you should know that you can. So I think there yeah. is a stigma around yeah. it. And so I'm very open about talking about yeah. it. I tell my team like, yeah, I medicate myself yeah. for my ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. My brother was looking at it for his own son. And again, his son's quite creative and an incredible artist, my nephew. Yeah. And, and so my kind of explanation to him was it didn't take away, and I think I had that fear, it didn't take away my thoughts or creativeness, mm -hmm. it, but instead of my creative ideas popping up like on a spider web all over, and, and again, I love that you described yeah. the mapping ability because my head's always mapping yeah, things, like, <laughs> but it actually just took all those things and put it into a list that's mm -hmm. more organized and I could see those lists in my head yeah. versus trying to navigate a spider web because at the end of the day, I get quite tired mm -hmm. mentally, yeah. where now at the end of the day, I actually have quite, I'm not tired. 
mentally. Since I started taking yeah. it, that's the biggest difference. I think it shifts and you feel that you can get through things yes. a little bit more yeah. than feeling muddled. Yes. And I have friends now that are just, and women generally are diagnosed later in life hmm. than um, men with yeah. ADHD. So it's in, an interesting one and it can really throw people. Like I'll have people who call me, they're like, I was just diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. Everyone's on some sort of spectrum of yeah. a lot of these things. So um, and it can be like what's going on for you and different things. But yeah. I find it interesting because yeah. people really struggle with that label. Yeah. And it's just a thing. Yeah. It's yeah. not the end of the world either way. And you can choose to medicate or not. Um, but when you do get that assessment done yeah. for learning, almost everyone should get a learning assessment done. Yeah. What's the harm? Yeah. Why wouldn't we all do learning assessments grade 11 or 12 yeah. before you go yeah. on? Yeah. And I do. I Sometimes I wonder, like, what would I have been like in high school or university if I was yeah. medicated? My, my, probably my school notes would be way more organized. Totally. Like my university notes are full of drawings and pictures and like that was my... But that's like how your brain was thinking, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. you were trying to make those lists and make yeah. those connections. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it makes total wild. sense. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So yeah. one thing I'd love to talk about as yes. an agency owner and, and even something we both went through, of yeah. child loss. And, mm. and what, yeah. is, you know, what, is, what did you maybe learn from it or maybe just to get out in the open of what it's like going through it while running a team and... Totally. Yeah. My team was super supportive yeah. when um, Johnny and I lost our yeah. first pregnancy and they really stepped up. And I told a few people on the yeah. team before everyone and they were like, oh, go offline, mm -hmm. um, do what you need to do for you. Yeah. Um, and I think people do need to talk about it because yeah. no one really did before. Right. Yeah. I think it now people are starting to. Um, so I took, you know, a few days off fully. Yeah. Like mentally just kind of checked out and just did me. And I think it's hard because I think it's easier for the one, usually like the one carrying the baby yeah. to mentally check out. But I think for dads and partners and parents, they also kind of need to check out. So um, I think that that's something almost that needs to change is like both people need to be able to move out. And that's maybe the next portion of where the conversation could go. Yeah. But I think it's good now you're seeing paid time off for it yeah. and different things. But I don't think anyone would say, you must go back after you've had a pregnancy loss. Yeah. Like I couldn't imagine any manager saying that to yeah. someone, but it's good the conversations are happening, I think. And um, it's important to be open about it. I think um, 
I'm someone who tries to find silver linings in everything. Yeah. So maybe I'm overly optimistic. But for um, Johnny and I, what yeah. we really found was it gave us an opportunity to be very present and yeah. to shift some of what was going on in our work lives to make yeah. sure we were ready when Freddie came around. And yeah. at the end of the day, I think whatever's happening, you know, at the time I felt really a bit angry and very sad about yeah. it. But everything does happen for us. Nothing's yeah. happening to us. Like the yeah. universe isn't like, no, you, this is yeah. happening. So what is in it for me was those silver linings. Yeah. But I think I was doing a counseling appointment and I went to counseling. Yeah. I am a big believer. I do counseling weekly. But yeah. I had to almost let that full tennis ball yeah. drop and hit the bottom yeah. before I would be able to say like, okay, I can come back from this. Yeah. I don't know what it was like for you guys. Yeah, I think for me, I, again, it was even the our grief looked different for yeah. my wife and I, right? So it was even understanding we're both grieving a similar thing, but doing it differently. Totally. Where she had that intimate, caring experience. Yeah. And then I was also trying to figure out like the practical side of, well, we got to plan like, you know, the whatever, cremation and, yeah. you know, have some sort of memorial thing. And yeah. It was trying to be practical, but also take that time to, to process. And I think it's also that both people go through it really differently yeah. because for women, it's such a physical and emotional yeah. connection. And yeah. then I think it's hard. Like, I think now I've had so many people in my life that have had something like this happen at various yeah. stages of yes. the journey. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, it's so nice that at least people can talk about it yeah. now. Yeah. Like sure. even if you're full term or in different like sections of it, yeah. you can have conversations because imagine 20, 30 50 years ago, no yeah. one would talk about it. Yeah. Like it was probably just feeling guilt, shame, yeah. all these really hard feelings to go through. So I, I think one thing that would be nice is counseling included yes. in healthcare so yeah. that instead of just seeing your doctor and, you know, having to either maybe go through the birthing process for stillborn or yeah. however it's going for different people going to do a DNC, whatever it is, is having counseling included in the system, yeah. not just the like technical yeah. medical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think our benefits, the ones we have at have counseling, but I think it's like covers three appointments, I think, for the year. Yeah. It's not a ton. I think like our work counseling has like three to five yeah. even. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. during that, I was like, oh, we should up our counseling amount yeah. because it does add, like, I talk to a counselor weekly, not yeah. because I'm, you know, um, needing it, because it maintains my baseline yeah. level of my yeah. mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. And, and what is it, is it rainbow babies? Is that what we're to call the baby after the? Yeah. 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 yeah, which is always an exciting. Yeah. yeah, and now there's like all these new terms and like things that people are thinking about. But yeah. I think it's great because now if this is happening with someone in your team or a yeah. client, people can talk to you about it openly, right? Yeah, it was the first time I ever posted something like you know LinkedIn it, yeah. to get on the LinkedIn. You post like work stuff and you know humble brags, but it was yeah. the first time I posted something personal. Yeah, but it was interesting the response on LinkedIn of the people who have also gone through something similar and. Or yeah. people that were like, oh, it's so nice to see the personal side. I feel yeah. like LinkedIn's getting more personal. Yeah. yeah. It's like changing a little bit um, in that. Yeah. But yeah. During COVID, I remember I, I was talking to someone about work from home and, and, and we couldn't go get our hair cut. I remember no. for the first while, yeah. couldn't get our beards trimmed, our hair yeah. dyed. And this guy described it as like people's roots began to show because their hairs w weren't being dyed. I love it. But he said also, practically speaking, our roots were being shown because kids were showing up on camera. Yeah. You know, a weird like disaster in the background yeah. or um, people were just being honest about, I can't show up because I'm sick yeah. to these meetings. And so I feel like both practically, like physically and emotionally, our roots yeah. were being able to show. And I hope that stays. I hope yeah, the, the I roots of the... who we are. That's probably the nicest thing, right? Yeah. Those are silver linings that you find in COVID. So yeah. it could be really challenging for a lot of people, lots of businesses, different things. 
but that's a really nice part of it. Yeah. There's always If that we can maintain thing. it. Yeah. So question then, you were yeah. just at a conference, we yeah. won't name the one, but yeah. you were at a conference for a couple days. Yeah. How did people look? It was an in-person event. Yeah, in-person. One of the first since, you know, it's been two years since yeah. COVID started. I think people were, I think people are excited to be Did they look good? Person. I think people look good. I think, um, I mean, I don't know if I looked good because I moved this week, so I can't find my makeup <laughs> bag. I don't know where any of my clothes are. I'm like a little bit disheveled, but... I think people overall are excited to be back yeah. in person. People, yeah. You can kind of see like faces are lighting up, right? Yeah. Restrictions have lifted. So yeah. I think um, humans are, we are social creatures, yeah. right? Like we crave connection. Yeah. Even if you're introverted, you're going to crave connection yeah. of some sort. So I think people are excited. I think people maybe look a little bit more, people are dressing more casual, I think. Okay. okay. Like I don't think people are in their, you know, full suits as yeah. much anymore. But um, yeah, I think people are excited. That's cool. I think in person's coming back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think you've got to make sure there's a blend of all of it. But yeah. I don't know how many people want to do virtual online events anymore. No. Like, you know, do you want to go to another? No. Zoom no. thing all the I could imagine being on Zoom for eight hours. Like I'll I'll have a few Zoom meetings in a yeah. day. But to be on a Zoom conference for an entire day yeah. and then to actually pay for it blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. Unless it was like you get to have one on one questions with Elon Musk or yeah. I don't know. I mean, wild, like, right? Yeah. But like, yeah. I couldn't imagine the, like, yeah. I know Ted is coming to Vancouver in yeah. a few weeks. And so yeah. it'll be like in real life, Ted. Yeah. In right? person. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's bad. I think everything's going back. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think there will be like little tweaks. Maybe there's yeah. not as many people wearing heels. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've been comfortable in your yeah. own home for so long. Yeah. I don't think you're going to want to go, maybe. No crazy yeah. I, I think probably stores right like are struggling to sell oh. as many like formal clothes yeah. anymore lulu's doing great though yeah Those lulu's are... like killing it like yeah. the dress sweats yes all the yes new dress things. sweats yeah yes. i love it okay that's my look yeah oh that's awesome if i'm going into the office i'm like yeah. i'm gonna just wear dress sweats sneakers and like a blouse that yeah. works it's amazing you can make it work yeah um i know you can't say you know like who your favorite client is oh. but give me give me like some highlights of some of the brands you get to work with right now I think um, the coolest thing is all of the companies that we work with yeah. are changing the world for the better. Yeah. So I'm cool. a huge believer in technology because yeah. I use it every day. Yeah. I use Uber to get here, yes. for example, because yeah. I can't drive. Um, if I didn't have even my phone, yeah. I couldn't zoom in on yeah. things to yeah. see like fine print on a baby infant Tylenol bottle. Um, so any of the people we're doing are like changing the world for yeah. the better and making sure that communities stay connected. Mm. So if it's changing the way that you grow food yeah. so that we can have food for future generations because of all of the crazy things we're seeing with the climate. Like I can sleep at night having a child knowing yeah. the work that our clients mm. are doing. So I feel like that makes, and I'm a highly anxious person. Yeah. So like I think about earthquakes, I think about um, what it's going to look like for yeah. our kids in this world that is in a climate crisis. And I think, okay, there are companies that are doing good, yeah. that are changing things for the better. Mm. And will you know humanity can get it right? Yeah. Still, <laughs> um, mechanics cars, mm -hmm. right? Or uh, shoemakers shoes. Yeah. Usually they're not the best. Yeah. So, but what have you done to do PR for yourself? What does it look at? Where can people follow you? Where can they? Oh, I, you know, I'm not good at doing my own PR. Okay. It's terrible. Um, I feel like yeah, it's like if you go to a carpenter's house, it's never yeah. all like finished and yeah. organized, right? Um, you could follow Switchboard on social media. Yeah. Um, so we're there. We have our website. And I think some of my social media is open. Twitter is open for yeah. sure. Um, I think LinkedIn, if people add me, you can probably um, connect right. that way. 
And then Instagram, I only post photos of my baby. So yeah. unless you want baby spam, like there's yeah. no point in following me. Nothing is work related. It's awesome. Yeah. Totally. And the name Switchboard, where did it give us that origin story there? Um, so Switchboard, what it is, is like it's all about connection. Yeah. So I feel one of the huge things we do, it's not always connecting to the media, connecting to government, connecting to yeah. folks that could help you grow and scale your business. So we love to connect and help. Yeah. And I just thought like that's so nice of a switchboard and then switchboards are thought of as so old school, yeah, right? Like connecting in a hospital like, or like moving yeah. people in like yeah. their big yeah, houses and all the different things. Um, but I think you still have to have those core principles, yeah. right? In anything. So I kind of liked the um, the old and the new together. That's so really cool. That's where it came from. Yeah. Okay. So some rapid fire questions. Yes. Just for okay. you know, folks Go. that want to know. Uh, first ever job. You ever first had? ever job. I was a birthday party coordinator. For the city, and I would do children's birthday parties at a pool, and I often wore a mascot costume that was a tiger. Amazing. Yeah, or Amazing. babysitting, I guess. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first thing you ever did PR for? First thing I ever did PR for? Well, I worked at National. Yeah. And I think the first thing that I would have like media pitched around was yeah. climate makeup. So okay. like it was makeup with designed for athletes. Okay. Maybe Maybelline. Perfect. It was some. I was like, yeah. I don't know how to pitch this. I don't even really wear makeup, but I had amazing. a great little pitch script. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, dark or milk chocolate? Um, I go for milk usually. Okay. Okay. Cat or dog person? Dog. Okay. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Okay. Yeah. What is the best thing you ever changed your mind about? Mmm. That's such a hard one. The best thing I've probably not being able to drive. Yeah. I was so angry, and yeah. now I think it's like the best thing. Yeah. Uber. Yeah. Ever. Uber. Yeah. Yeah. When we didn't have ride sharing, it was tough. Yeah. In yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Because like cabs wouldn't come, and yeah. it would be like rainy and dark. But that's probably the best thing because okay. I can always have a few drinks. Yeah. Which silver is awesome. lining, yeah. and yeah, it's not. You can get work done. You can, you can be like work, the Lincoln lawyer in the yeah, back. Yeah, I could just have my laptop out. Sometimes I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, as long as I don't get car sick. Yeah. yeah. Best book that you read as a child. Oh, that I read. As or a children's book now that you're reading. Um, my favorite children's book as a kid was Little Women. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Which is like still one of my go-tos. If I'm feeling like I need to connect with my inner child, I'll mm. read Little Women or okay. Secret Garden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Secret Garden. So good too. Yeah. yeah. Best uh, marketing or business book that you recommend? Um, well, the best book that applies to business, but it's not a business yeah. book, is It Didn't Start With You, okay. Mark Wolin. And I'm obsessed and I tell everyone to read this book because it's a lot about what your like family patterns are. So oh, if wow. you have like depression yeah. or anxiety, yeah. you can find where that came from. Wow. So a lot of our behavior comes yeah. from generations before us. And if wow. we can find it, we can make sure that we change that cycle. So I just think like psychologically, there's yeah. so much we can learn about ourselves to be better business people. Wow. So it's my favorite. Um, newsletter or website or podcast that you subscribe to that you just love to get inspiration from? Vancouver Tech Journal. Yeah. I love their newsletter. The Logic, I yeah. love. The Peak. Yeah. The Skim. I like the Skim because it's yeah. a good like start to your day. Um, podcast, I love The Daily. Yeah. That's my favorite podcast. I like The Big Story. I think what they're doing with City's Big Story is cool. Um, it's getting better. And what else? Podcast newsletters. What was the yeah. other one? Uh, websites. Maybe oh, maybe. websites. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I just do podcasts and newsletters. Yeah. I'm huge into podcasts and like if you do not make your content accessible yeah. and it's in super small font, yeah. um, that's a bit of a challenge. So yes. like I like listening as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and new hires, kind of this new economy, this new era. What do you look for when you hire new staff? Um, I look for people who are like resilient, gritty, yeah. can get shit done, yeah. don't take things personally and understand um, that, you know, you have to have some coaching. Yeah. Um, so like an openness for coaching and just really um, that they want to be A players. Yeah. Yeah. 
And where do you think you're, are you finding staff from these days? Like where, job boards or where are you discovering new talent? You know, we get referred a lot of great yeah, talent. I'd say cool. a lot of ours come from referrals. And then when we open post, we've got a lot of great talent from UBC. So like yeah. shout out to all their students and yeah. what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I think word of mouth too. You'll, yeah. you know, we sometimes will have a senior consultant who's like, oh, I worked with this person before. They could be good. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So Kathleen. Yes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having this me. This was amazing. So fun. Um, we hope maybe you'll come again, maybe with one of your clients. To yeah. Come. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'll sit over there. Yeah, and, and you'll, be, you'll be coaching them. You'll have little signs, maybe. No signs. No maybe signs. I'll just have like a little red one, like stop, too much, yeah. too much. Yeah. Perfect. Darian yeah. wants to ask his next question. Amazing. Okay. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the coffee. You're welcome. Um, this has been a real in-person Marketing News Canada episode in real life. Uh, those of you that are listening, amazing. Those that are watching, hello. Thank you for watching uh, our video. We're back and uh, we'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.